Another pro sports league returned last night. It was glorious. The NBA was back. Gives me even more optimism that the NFL is going to have its season in 2020. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. I'm your host, Bo Brock. Give me a follow on Twitter, at Bob Brack. Follow the show, at Locked On AZ Cards. Huge podcast on tap. Our co-host, Alex Clancy, will join this podcast. Well, allegedly. We'll see it. I'll believe it when he is on the other side of my microphone, and we're debating topics like the best way to utilize first-round pick Isaiah Simmons. Should Marcus Gilbert, should right tackle be his job to lose? We'll get into several of those topics and more here on Locked on Cardinals. It was great to have the NBA back last night. Uh, tuned in for both contests. Uh, both came down to the wire. You know, you had the Los Angeles Lakers and the Los Angeles Clippers LeBron James with the game winner. Uh, You also had uh, the Utah Jazz in action last night. The Jazz took out the New Orleans Pelicans. And it was just good. It was was a good pair of hoop games to kind of ease your way back in to a lot of us that have been starving for professional basketball. And baseball's been back for over a week. I must say that I did have a heartbreaking loss in Daily Fantasy Baseball last night. Uh, I'm still reeling from that loss, so hopefully I can put things together and uh, and overcome that. But it was a rough one. It was a bad beat. I thought I had that one in the bag, and uh, some some jerk stormed, rallied past me, and uh, took the L. Took the L last night. I was in line for my first daily fantasy sports win of the year, and uh, it was it was stolen from me. The chances of watching the 2020 Arizona Cardinals in person just took another hit. And that's your Locked On Cardinals lead story. I'm your host, Bo Brock. The Arizona Cardinals are canceling season tickets for the upcoming season due to coronavirus concerns. What else is new? Hardly a shock to anyone. I think it was expected. Season ticket holders, though, will be among the first fans to be allowed to purchase tickets for upcoming home games if that happens. If fans are allowed inside State Farm Stadium in 2020. In the email to season ticket holders, the Cardinals say that those who do not purchase tickets this year, quote, will retain all renewal rights and seniority for the 2021 season, and they don't need to contact the Cardinals. That was emphasized because I'm sure many Cardinals season ticket holders are reaching out and saying, hey, what's the deal? Fans could also request a refund via link that was included in the email. But the NFL, the Arizona Cardinals... They're going the way of Major League Baseball, and I think that was expected. They'll likely play in front of empty stadiums, which I think most fans are willing to give up their chance to go to games for a chance at just having games at all this season. Even without fans, MLB is showing the obstacles to playing its 2020 slate, already suffering several postponements due to players and coaches testing positive for the virus. There are definite skeptics on how it's going to work, but the NFL has been steadfast with its approach to the 2020 season. Undeterred as it makes plan after plan and implementing precautions and safety measures to combat the ongoing pandemic. And the Cardinals, they're set to open up their regular season on the road September 13th in Santa Clara against the NFC champion San Francisco 49ers. The entire team has reported to training camp. Each player awaiting three negative COVID-19 tests and able to earn access to the team facility. Then, a week from Sunday on August 9th, 
the team expected to head out to Glendale State Farm Stadium to begin training camp practices. The focus between now and kicking off the season is to keep players healthy and getting into playing shape. And that, without the benefit of preseason, the Arizona Cardinals, their decision makers, Cliff Kingsbury, Steve Keim, and crew, they're going to have to evaluate players without the game tape. They're going to have to build a roster, decide on roster cuts, and decide who won position battles in practice. Arizona expected to have a solid competition for the starting right tackle position, which according to second-year head coach Cliff Kingsbury, is veteran Marcus Gilbert's to lose. He's going to be in a battle with Justin Murray, who returns to the Cardinals for his second season. Rookie Josh Jones, the 72nd overall selection, third-round pick out of Houston, and the newly signed Kelvin Beecham, who started at left tackle for the last couple seasons for the New York Jets. That's not the only position battle that's going to go down without the benefit of seeing game film. Which wide receiver will start beyond DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, and Christian Kirk? Because, of course, in the air raid, there's a lot of the times four wide receivers on the field. Andy Isabella, Hakeem Butler, and Keyshawn Johnson, three second-year players that will vie for that fourth wide receiver position. And then on the defensive side of the football, will rookie first-rounder, eighth overall selection, Isaiah Simmons, the Swiss Army Knife, Will he start at linebacker, or could Devondre Campbell, the player that was signed via free agency over from the Atlanta Falcons, could he hold Simmons out of the starting lineup? Staying in the defense, the secondary, can second-round, second-year corner Byron Murphy compete with veteran Robert Alford for that starting cornerback position opposite Patrick Peterson? There's going to be a ton of position battles that are going to be decided in practice. The lack of getting to put game plays on film is going to make life tough for players trying to make this Cardinals roster. Players like quarterback Chris Streveler, third on the depth chart, running back Eno Benjamin, the seventh-round pick at Arizona State, converted tight end Dylan Cantrell, who played at Texas Tech for Cliff Kingsbury, makes a position change, and he's going to try to make a roster. Linebacker Evan Weaver, sixth-round pick, tackling machine out of Cal. Well, his success for the Bears, where he was the... Pat Tillman, Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year, can it translate to the NFL? A few players that need to show out in practice for a chance to make this roster. Regardless of who's wearing a uniform and the fact that we can't witness it live and in person, that's too bad. But the NFL, if it can open on time, it's going to be a beautiful thing come early September. As much as I love the Red Sea, as much as I love the in-game live experience, I'm just so jonesing for pro sports in an NFL season, in a fantasy football season, in an Arizona Cardinals season, that I will concede being able to see it live for one season. If we can just figure this all out while continuing to play the games. That, that, that's what I will absolutely concede, no doubt about it. Now, in all my years of being a radio host or producer and trying to track down guests The toughest get in my entire career is my actual co-host on this podcast, Locked on Cardinals. And somehow I was able to get Alex Clancy at Clancy's Corner on Twitter to join me. Or he's going to join me, I believe, allegedly. We'll see on this very podcast. And we're going to debate several topics, including what the Cardinals should do, who should start at right tackle, the best way to utilize first-round pick Isaiah Simmons, and many more Cardinals storylines. We're going to debate them next. Clancy's going to join me. I'm your host, Bo Brock. At Bob Brack, follow me on Twitter. Follow the show at Lockdown AZ Cards. It's Lockdown Cardinals, part of your Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.
Let me tell you how you can save a ton of money getting your car, your vehicle fixed. If you have a banged up bumper, if you have engine issues, rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They saved me $500 on work that would have cost me 1000 it cost me less than 500 So they saved me a whole bunch of money, and I want to tell you how exactly I did that. I shopped online at rockauto.com for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil to even new carpet. Whether it's your classic or daily driver, you can get everything you need with just a few easy clicks, delivered directly to your door. And that's what I did. I went to rockauto.com. I had a banged-up tailgate. It was going to cost me nearly a thousand bucks. I bought that tailgate, took it to a mechanic. I trust it. They installed it. My car, my truck looks good as new. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com always reliably low. Same for the professionals and the do it yourselfers. Why spend up twice as much for the same parts? It's amazing selection. Reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. The next time you need help with your car, your truck, your vehicle, visit rockauto.com. It was amazing last night. Pro sports continues to return from COVID hiatus. We had a barn burner. Lakers, Clippers, LeBron showed up, had the game winner. Check out, of course, all of our Locked On podcast. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On podcast network. Your team every day. And a man that uh, basically beat down COVID so he could continue and return to deliver hot take after hot take to you. The toughest guy to book on this podcast is my co-host, Alex Clancy. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Clancy's Corner. What's up, Alex? Hey, you know, my, uh, my limo is kicking me up in like three minutes. That's all I got. That's <laughs> right. all I have. Yeah, that's right. You, you're a tough man to get. I mean, after you basically made of COVID what DeAndre Hopkins is going to do to uh, opposing defensive backs in the NFC West, you're a tough man to lock down. Yeah, you know, it's... Uh... And now it's just like a minefield out here in Arizona with all the idiots that aren't wearing masks and want to adhere to guidelines. So trying to keep keep myself safe from the second round, you know, the dreadful second round. You can't have a second round if you haven't gotten out of the first round. I think that's fair to say. Let me let me ask you this because you did a podcast on DeAndre Hopkins yesterday, and I just kind of feel like after the Cardinals acquired DeAndre Hopkins back in March, I still don't feel like we're talking about him as much as we should. Yeah, you know, Bo, we've, we're both big fantasy football guys, and uh, Locked On Podcast has a great fantasy football show as well. It's uh, it, it's still a pinch a pinchable thing where it's like, it, did this really happen? Because he's, I've loved him for years. I mean, he's Larry Fitzgerald Jr. That's what, that's what we always equated him to. Quiet, small market, nobody gives him the credit he deserves, like another Andre Johnson in Houston. And what he does and the the respect he has across the league for not being a diva, He's not the fastest dude, but he just he will catch anything that's thrown to him, whether it be on the sideline, across the middle. He's not afraid, and the respect that he has. You're right. I mean, it can't be understated. Not only selfishly how excited we are to get to cover him, but just be able to watch him and and see how how positive he's going to be for the growth of Kyler Murray and in the win column for the Cardinals. It's it's, it's definitely something that we've been undervaluing, even though we've been talking about it a lot. Yeah, I just can't decide. Like, I don't want to be the the one who's just kind of overlooking something as far as the toughness, especially in this unique off season where you didn't have any training camp practices or I mean, sorry, any pre training camp practices. And uh, is is he the? You would just assume from what we've heard about him and everything you just said 
that he's the type of professional that is the exception that he can just come in and learn a system on the fly and just be as impactful on the field as he's been the last couple seasons in Houston. That's the one thing I'm kind of concerned about. But it seems like you know he's in the same mold of Larry Fitzgerald where against all odds – He's going to continue to produce whether or not it's a ham sandwich throwing him the football or if it's uh, you know him trying to learn a new system. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty confident in Nook's ability to get in here and produce right away. I don't know if that's ignorant or not. Yeah. No, I mean, the only thing, the only stark contrast between Larry Fitzgerald and Hopkins is Larry Fitzgerald is known as the greatest practicer in NFL history. Like, he goes like it's, like it's a Super Bowl during practice making ridiculous catches running just like, you know, the rookies do. And Nuke doesn't like to practice. I mean, that's one thing that he and Bill O'Brien kind of went on ends with. I mean, he goes to practice. He doesn't bail, but he's not the practice player that, that Larry Fitzgerald is. It's like I, one of my best friends growing up could just walk into a math class, sit there, do the homework, and not study for a test and get an A-plus on every test. That's DeAndre Hopkins. He's the cool guy that walks in. Everybody's like, man, he doesn't. We haven't seen a lot in practice this week, and he goes out and goes 10, 1, 10, and 2 touchdowns. You're like, oh, okay. I mean, I guess he can, he can do it. It's not to say he's not a hard worker, obviously, but Larry Fitzgerald, that's the one stark difference I've seen at least is that, is that they just practice differently. But, yeah, man, I mean, just watch the tape. He doesn't miss games. He catches everything. He's the, one of the best red zone targets in the league, and those are things that the Cardinals desperately need from the wide receiver position. So should be a good match. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, I just wanted to get into well, because I think the next maybe after this election, maybe four years from now, we can collaborate for another podcast together. Um, so I need to get your thoughts now as far as a couple of the position battles as we make our way closer to training camp. I think the number one is the right tackle position. Do you think it's right for Kingsbury to kind of give that job or have the job going into it as Marcus Gilbert's to lose? Yeah. I mean, it, well, and I wasn't. You and I weren't on this on the same side initially. I thought you draft Josh Jones, and with the with the caveat of it being that if they would have traded back with Atlanta in the first round, they were targeting this offensive tackle. So I don't know. If, I don't know if that is that that added more um, more uh, weight into my. Well, you start him week one. You were going to draft him in the first round, so why wouldn't you start him week one? I've kind of backed off on that. I mean, even Justin Murray, Marcus Gilbert, whoever, if Marcus Gilbert's healthy, he's a serviceable guy, and you need as much veteran, uh, as many veterans as you can on that line at this point to keep Kyler Murray, you know, from, from hitting the turf. So, listen, he's not doing it to Isaiah Simmons. He's doing it to a guy that is a proven commodity in this league when healthy, and he just hasn't been healthy towards ACL before last season when the Cardinals acquired him. So I don't have a problem with it, do you? No, I mean, I think I think it's the right move as far as the best – player to start at right tackle if he you know given all the you know the variables if he's going to be healthy I think it is Marcus Gilbert you know Justin Murray was a was a I mean for him to come off waivers and produce like he did last season that's nice but I still don't think he's at the level of Gilbert when he's healthy Josh Jones you know quoting to pro football focus had one of the best tackle seasons since they started evaluating the position but still you know scouts saw flaws as far as his technique so why not give this kid an opportunity to kind of not play and learn from these veterans if given that opportunity I think it's huge for him I think that's going to be 
you just drafted 72nd overall and a guy that you viewed as a first rounder, you get a chance to kind of give him a red shirt year and learn and work on those flaws. I think it's a perfect spot for the Arizona Cardinals at a position that when we went into this offseason was just awful. Their offensive line was terrible. I know you can sit, you can point to Kyler Murray for a bunch of those sacks, but still, this offensive line was not anything we're like, okay, here's somebody we can move forward with. Josh Jones gives you one of those guys. And even with the acquisition of Calvin Beecham, I don't know if you feel this way. I think Beecham is more uh, insurance for DJ Humphreys at the left tackle spot. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that. And then just, just I, I definitely agree with you on that. To touch on the Marcus Gilbert, one more thing. You, one of the things you love saying the most, one of your favorite things is everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. <laughs> and Marcus Gilbert right now, that's great. Show me he's going to be healthy for half a season. I mean, because the last thing you want is discombobulation and, and, and just makeshift offensive line, which is you could put on the Arizona Cardinals offensive linemen for the last four years. I mean, it's just makeshift patchwork, whatever you want to say, just to, uh, just to fi- somehow try to overcome injuries. DJ Humphreys played 16 last year. I don't know if he contributed directly to Kyler or not, but if Marcus Gilbert can stay healthy, cool. Play him as many games as he can stay healthy because you need help on, uh, on the other side of the line. And if you can have an anchor to bookend with DJ Humphreys, they might be cooking here. And, yeah, you just wait with Josh Jones and see what happens. Hopefully he doesn't have to play early like Mason Cole did when A.Q. Shipley went out. It's a great point, and I want to get into a discussion about another Arizona Cardinals draft pick that starts his rookie season in 2020 and how the Cardinals are going to best utilize the Swiss Army knife that is Isaiah Simmons. We're going to do that next. Clancy's going to stick around. Give him a follow on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the show at Lockdown AZ Cards. Follow me at Bob Brack. It's Lockdown Cardinals, part of your Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. It's going to be a full slate of NBA action as they restarted things last night in the bubble. Suns in action today. They're taking on the Wizards at 1 p.m. AZ time. And uh, you, you got to stay locked in on all the Suns' information. Check out Locked On Phoenix Suns. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network at full strength. Alex Clancy joins me here on the podcast at Clancy's Corner. Uh, give him a follow on Twitter. And we are just talking about Josh Jones, the rookie third rounder, and how the Cardinals should utilize him in the upcoming season. And then that begs the question of the best way to utilize the Swiss Army knife that is first-round pick Isaiah Simmons. I don't know, Clancy. What are your thoughts? Well, so it, it's a very simple question, and it, I don't know what the right answer is, to be honest. I don't. Do you try to find a player? Do, do you try to find in him one position where he can be, I don't know, a B-plus his rookie season? or an A-minus at the highest ceiling, or do you let him play Rover and play three positions at a B-minus level? It's like, which is better for the team? And I think, obviously, the former at this point is better. I just don't know if you pigeonhole him at linebacker right now. I mean, Jamal Adams, you and I have gone back and forth. I think that if the Cardinals were offered that exact trade, that they should have traded him, that they should have traded for him. Because he lines up, he's a box safety, but he lines up more at linebacker than he does at safety. It's not to say that it can't be flipped for Isaiah Simmons. We have no idea how he's going to translate. And what Van Joseph said, and you and I were on the same page this was, you know, several weeks ago when he said, we're going to play him at linebacker. That is not uh, equal to uh, Cliff Kingsbury saying that they're going to start Marcus Gilbert at right tackle. It's completely different because of the flexibility with the – you know, with his abilities, right? In Isaiah Simmons, so I think you just you don't box it, and you just hope that there's an organic find that they can find with Ben Joseph, which is like you know what, 
this is where he's going to play. Hopefully it'll come organically and not have it be forced. Yeah, and like Jones, he's got the uh, you, they've got an option as far as a couple veterans and Jordan Hicks and Devondre Campbell in the linebacking core yeah. to where if, if it's too much for him, especially at that position, to just, I guess, acclim- acclimate to the NFL level, uh, I mean, it's good to have those veterans in place and then you can just, like you said, kind of play that rover position. And I thought that that's the Simmons thing, and you pointed it out, it's like, that's why you weren't trying to force an issue to become one of those teams on the short list for a guy like Jamal Adams because if Isaiah Simmons is any bit of the player that you believe he can be, you've got yourself an Isaiah or you've got yourself a Jamal Adams already in your locker room. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, but what's what's better than one Jamal Adams? You know, like it's the, the reason why I was shocked that the that the Chargers passed on him was like you have Derwin James and Isaiah Simmons. They could be your strong safety and free safety. They can both play outside linebacker for you. Yeah, like if you have if you have the ability to have two amoebas on your defense, why wouldn't you? Why would why wouldn't you go for it? I mean, it, it puts a lot of question marks out there. But I mean, with you, so I'm just gonna ask quickly. Do you think that there's a chance? Because we've been burned before uh, as media members, especially <laughs> fans are cool, but the media members especially with guys like Hassan Reddick who are just kind of not the stencil of a specific position, is there any way that Isaiah Simmons is a complete bust? 6'4", 240, under 4440. Is it possible that he's a complete bust? That's such a tough question to answer, having not seen him play at the NFL level, even with training camp. But here's what I'll say. The, the difference I hope going forward is, is that Hassan Reddick, as soon as he failed, first time he failed, he was he was pretty much demoted. Didn't see the playing field. You've got to have these guys have an opportunity to go out there and just play. If you're going to invest a first round pick in these guys, you've got to be able to put them out there, go with the growing pains, take your lumps, and let them learn and fail and hopefully succeed. It's at some point we just never we we had like one game where Hassan Reddick made one big play in his entire career. I, I just think with the skill set that Isaiah Simmons has and the benefit of not really having to really change his game like Reddick was asked to do from Temple to the Cardinals, um, that he ha- he's going to have a leg up at least as far as avoiding being a bust of that caliber. But it, look, yeah. you know, it, it's he very well could because of what we're saying is if if he's got if he's a guy that can play five positions, but what where does he excel? And where does he earn that eighth overall status that he was? That There's going to be a lot for Simmons to make. But luckily, it seems like he's got the right attitude. And hopefully the Cardinals just utilize him correctly. And they don't suffer the same fate that they have with Reddick. You know, it's like, okay, he doesn't work on the inside. He's not a stand-up linebacker. He's not a, let's try his hand in the dirt. Let's let him go back to pass rushing. Nothing has worked. And it's just because you've tried like a week here, a week there. And it, it, they, they, he hasn't had any time to really try to... Figure out what position truly works for Reddick, and it might just not be—he might just be overmatched at the NFL level coming from Temple. Yeah, I mean, and the one thing, another thing that Isaiah Simmons has going for him that Hassan Reddick didn't was Hassan Reddick. So I think we did the math here from his last year at Temple through his third year in the NFL, he played in a different defensive scheme every year. Yeah. I think that's so. Not only were they trying to figure out a home for him on the defense, what position wise, they had a different dude calling the shots every year that he was in the league. So it's like, I mean, there's no way that you can, that you, with that lack of stability, 
there's no way you're going to succeed. I mean, who knows what he would have done if he were with a team like, you know, Pittsburgh or Seattle or something like that, which has some, some more stability. But Isaiah Simmons, listen, dude, there's, I mean, let's be honest. Like, we're, I was over the moon and shocked that Isaiah Simmons was there and the fact that the Cardinals took him. It could have been a dumb move, could have been a great move. We, we don't know yet. But it's going to be fun to find out. Like, I, we weren't excited about Hassan Reddick. The only reason they drafted Hassan Reddick was because Bruce Arians had used to coach Temple. <laughs> You know, I mean, come on, dude. And the and the the draft was in Philly too, right? Yeah, I think so. It was just lined up. It was just lined up for them to make an awful draft pick. This this is, I mean, he's been in the forefront. He's won a championship. He's an absolute machine. Yeah, I mean, he's the his body type. There's no there's no way that he fails, in my opinion. It's crazy season right now. As we sit here, kind of like hurry up and wait for training camp to open. That's it. Like that's when we you start just your insecurities start to show. You're like, oh, it, it was yeah. Isaiah Simmons the right pick? Was DeAndre Hopkins is he going to be? It's like yes, yes, dummy. These guys are are going to be <laughs> impact players. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, I mean, you just look at the roster. It's, I mean, like I was going down the list yesterday. It's like the 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 talent that pops off the page. I've compared this roster to the 2015 NFC Championship run roster. The 2015 roster is like a librarian compared <laughs> to this. This is, you know, this is the fire festival if it works, and that is, and that's, and that's a library. I mean, you have Kyler Fitz, Hopkins, Kenyon Drake, Patrick Peterson, Byron Murphy, Jordan Hicks, Chandler Jones, Buda Baker. I mean, Isaiah Simmons just goes on and on down the list. You look at the NFL Top 100, there could be legitimately, if everybody stays healthy, five or six Cardinals on the NFL Top 100 next year. Yeah, I mean, Patrick Peterson needs to rebound, but he can absolutely do it. Right. And, and the, are you, you're with me. This, like, the Top 100 list serves a purpose only when your, your player is disrespected, correct? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought they got it right that Patrick Mahomes shouldn't have been number one. Um, I, and Larry Fitzgerald should have in no way been on that list. Yeah, I mean, 69th. I, took away. I mean, come on. Come on, dude. I mean, give me a break here. Like it's it's. I love him. Uh, he's he's you know he's he's fifth, but it's just. I thought they got it right up top. I thought Christian McCaffrey should have been number three, um, and I thought he I thought he should have been ahead of Aaron Donald. And I am I'm sure that Patrick Patrick Mahomes didn't have it the best year last year. Right. It, it seems to be a regular season award. And Lamar Jackson won the MVP, so you get number one. Yeah, it's a regular yeah, yeah. season, and like a obviously with in Fitz's situation, it's like a career. You know, he earned this over the length of his 16 years in the NFL. Yeah, this is the last one for him. Yeah, and it's it's still impressive. I mean, the only non-quarterback to make every list. It's but it's the same thing as the Madden ratings. It's like the only time you kind of perk up or like, okay, I'm going to talk about this is. Because Kyler Murray just got spit in the face of because he has a 77 rating. It's like, I, I, otherwise, I could g- give a crap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can hear Alex Clancy, of course, on Locked On Cardinals Tuesday and Thursday. Give him a follow on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. That's going to do it for the podcast today. I'm your host, Bo Brock. Follow me on Twitter at Bob Brock. Follow the show at Locked On AZ Cards. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NFL. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday morning.